We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good evening and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this evening, Todd? Davis, I'm doing well. What's happening? How are you doing? How's the family? Give me the, give me the update. Charlie is jibber jabbering away. She's right. a, she's brave. She's bold. She will hurt herself willingly at this point. All right. She, you got her doing some, uh, floor moving. You got to do it. Oh, yes. you start setting. You got to do some, uh, sprawls. Right. Yeah, the layouts. step slide, the step okay. slide move, the gym stone, slide, stri- stri- yeah, slide. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. You got to do those. Yeah. Okay, she's good. locked in. So I like it. Yeah. Besides that, I mean, she's just being a baby besides those okay. drills. Yeah. She's such a baby. <laughs> She's such a baby. She's unbearably cute though. And I love oh, every minute. Awesome. So yeah, it's that's nice awesome. spending some time with her after the season here. All right. Good stuff. So, All right. right. I think I have the skill and uh I'm throwing you a little curveball here. Okay. I'm getting into you know I like titles. You know, I'm a title guy. Common misperceptions for teaching and coaching kids volleyball. Love it. And we're gonna talk about two of them today. Okay. The first is winning doesn't matter. It's all about development and preparing for the next level. Mm. You've seen this. Absolutely. I see this quite often on blogs and on, you know, uh, kind of share groups and things. And I disagree, Davis. What? (laughs) What? How could you? Winning does not matter. We just want these kids to have fun. No, Davis. Here's the thing. A couple things. Number one, let's just say we have a 12 year old soccer athlete. Okay. And let's say she is an elite soccer athlete. So she's been playing soccer for five years. Okay. And she goes, Hey, my friends are telling me volleyball is fun. I want to come out and play volleyball. So she comes out and starts playing volleyball. And her message is winning doesn't matter at all. All we're trying to do is get you ready for next year or next month or high school or whenever people are trying to develop for in the and she's going, wait a minute, I'm a competitive athlete. I've already played five mm-hmm. years of competitive sports. I like to win. I want to compete. Volleyball is not for me because they don't care about winning. So she quits volleyball. Okay, good point. I see that point. That makes a lot of sense. We want to retain the most competitive athletes well, in our sport. Well, it doesn't have to be. It's not that that's all that matters. Right. It's. I mean, hey, development obviously matters, right. but winning matters too. And yes. I guess that's my point is that okay. it. When people say winning doesn't matter, no, it does matter. And right. it matters for a couple of reasons. So that's one. Okay. Number two, is it really true? It might matter less, but it still matters. We have all this travel, all this hassle, refs, scorebook, um, a record. How can we say it doesn't matter to kids when all of our actions say that it matters? Such a good point. That's a really it's just, good point. I mean, hey, kids are smart. Right. You know, we lose credibility telling them it doesn't matter. Then don't keep score. If it doesn't yeah. matter, don't keep score. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But all of this stuff is is geared up to competition. We can't tell them that it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. Next. It's more fun to win, Davis. I agree. Have you had more fun winning in your career? Yes, Or do you have more fun losing? No, winning, for sure. Do kids want to have fun? Yeah, they want to have fun. Then why do we tell them it doesn't matter? What is more fun? Absolutely, it's more fun. The car ride home, all that's way more fun. Everything's more fun. Yeah, the ice cream you eat after the game is more fun. Okay, next one. Do you hear hear coaches complaining that kids aren't, their kids aren't competitive enough? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. We hear that all the time. Yes. But then when we teach them, when they start, we t- we're saying that, wait, the best way to teach them is tell them that winning doesn't matter. And then as they get older, we're telling, wait a minute. No, you're supposed to think that winning matters yeah, no. now. Switch it on. Switch it yeah. on. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, you can't do that. We're sending kids these mixed messages. That's a great point. Winning is a piece of it if you're going to keep score. Right. If you're not going to keep score, then it doesn't matter. We're just in developmental or if we're doing things in practice, then it's right. developmental. But if we're going out and, you know, putting on uniforms and getting refs and doing all this stuff and traveling and your parents are paying a bunch of money, then it's going to matter. Sometimes more, sometimes less, but it's right. still going to matter. And then lastly, I would say the best coaches do both. Ooh, the best coaches develop point. players and they're competitive. Right. The best player or the best coaches, you know, I don't know the best coach. I mean, the best coaches I know, they're competitive. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, most coaches I know are competitive, and the best ones can do both. They can have, find a way to have fun, engage the kids, and be competitive. Absolutely agree. That's it. I love it. I love it. Now, you get pushback on this. Well, I don't really, you know, I'm not out there beating the drum, but I just hear right. this all the time. And that's the problem is I think I hear this from a lot of master coaches who maybe say, hey, they – they still are balancing, but they say that winning doesn't matter, but that's right. not matter what they do. And so beginning coaches are going, oh, well, winning shouldn't matter at all. So they go and that's how they train their teams. And then they get a bunch of pushback. And we're not, there's a combination. That's absolutely. the magic. That's the art of coaching volleyball, yes, right? Is absolutely. balancing that. How do you balance development with winning, especially at that. younger ages? I love that. I think that's a great point. Yeah. And it's okay to let young kids be competitive and it's okay to lose and we got to learn how to lose yes absolutely that's my i saw my mom today she said that's why i i got to uh it got into sports because i was i was losing at a trivial pursuit and i had to learn how to lose (laughs) (laughs) so i went into sports and the rest is history but that's it all right so that was number one okay number two to adequately prepare beginners you have to emphasize three contacts Oh, a lot of coaches say this one for sure. And I definitely would fall, I think, into that category more than I think where you're headed. But I want to hear it. Okay. So number one, what is the object of the game? For me, the object of the game when we're teaching young kids is don't let it land in your box and hit it in the other box. And then as they can hit it in the other box, then we want to make it as difficult as possible for those people in that other box to hit it back. I like it. But I'm going to emphasize defense first. Don't let it land in our box. Okay. Okay. Because that's the first thing. Okay. Is don't let it land in our box. It's defense first. Okay. Right? Because that's the way the game, I mean, hey, we're fighting gravity. We've got to get the ball, you know, back over on the other side and not let it land. Okay. I like okay. that. Yeah. There's nothing in there that says, wait, you got to hit it three times. That's a good point. That's a the good object point. of the game That's right. is don't let it land in your box. Hit it in the other box and make it difficult. 
And I think that's where we should start teaching kids, not teaching kids like, wait, you need three con. Oh, you only hit it two times. That's not good enough. Or you hit it once. That's not good enough. No, you didn't let it land in your box. But if you bump it over to them and make it easy and they shove it down your throat, then you go, wait a minute. Now we got to change. This tactic's not working. Okay. Okay. So, so second, I could, can I jump in on that yeah. one real quick? So it's interesting that the pro beach, especially the women, but more, even the men, have gone more towards that now i i would say than ever that i can recall meaning going over on one going over on two you know little trick shots and stuff like that where if you can get a point any way shape or fashion you do it and so it's, it comes full circle when they go back to pro so why are we not telling the exactly young kids? well exactly i mean we had finally our for all year we had our you know our setter took a, a ball, a bad tip, and shoved it into right back on one. Okay. And we celebrated like we just won the gold medal. <laughs> yeah, that's you awesome. know? I so, like I mean, we hit it over on one because, I mean, hey, it's part of the game. Right. And right. so, secondly, if we want to captivate kids, we want to make the game fast and fun as quickly as possible. Uh, so we keep them. And if we're telling them to hit it three times, they're going to make a bunch of errors and it's not going to be fast and fun. That's right. Like so that. now our game is slow and boring and full of errors because we have kids who can't handle the ball trying to hit it three times to hit it over. Right. So yeah. let's get rallies going and then let's work back from rallies because rallies are fun. Can we agree with that? Rallies are fun. Yes. yes. Okay. And so we have, you know, well, I'll get back to that later. Okay. Uh, number three, and this is, we already got there and we've already kind of hit it. Advanced players don't always hit it three times. The situation dictates how many times. And right. so this it's situational, right? Right. Setter dumps, overpasses thrown yeah. down. We know all about that from yesterday. We overpassed the ball and it was bad news against Cathedral. <laughs> you don't win many of those yeah. points. Uh, so why are we treating young players differently? And why are we saying that, no, you got to hit it three times. Why are we making it situational for young players? And we don't make it situational for, we make it situational for older players, but for young players, we don't. It doesn't right. make sense to me. Yeah, no, I hear that. I definitely hear okay. that. So if a server goes back in the first set and that you're playing and, and hits 10 aces in a row, and then your kid gets a ball in front of him, bumps it back over on one, I'm saying, hey, that's a smart play. Right. We're problem solving here. That's good. <laughs> yes. It's not like we got to hit it three times. No, we don't. We have to tr figure out a way, way to be competitive, yes. right? We want yes. them to problem solve. I like that. They're going to problem solve different. Okay. Uh, next one. Let's say that you put two beginning volleyball teams out there. Okay. And they hit it once back and forth over and over. A lot of people would look down on that and say that's ugly volleyball. But if kids are moving and communicating and talking and opening up and doing that, I think it's a thing of beauty because it's a rally. Absolutely. And every time the ball goes over, it increases the excitement Yeah, and increases the fact that we're going to captivate kids about our game because rallies are fun and the parents get excited and it keeps going back and forth. <laughs> oh, so Correct. that's still going. It's like tennis. It goes back and forth. And so... You know, advanced teams play volus and they hit it over on one and long rallies are exciting. Right. They're exciting. The thing that we confuse with is this one when balls land and we go, oh, that's not volleyball. No, it is volleyball. Right. Okay. So anyway, uh, 
Sorry, you purists. This is volleyball. <laughs> Hitting it over on one is volleyball. Sorry. Okay. I like it. Next one. Could a progression model be better? Ooh. So rather than starting with three contacts, going, that's the way we start because that's where we want to go. We start with one contact so everyone can learn how to move and cover the court. Once we one contact and we get kind of get into that, we learn that, then we go, wait a minute. We want to be a little more deliberate. And if the ball's coming over to us, we can't really be, we can't really control where it's going. So to control where it's going, that defense has weaknesses. And if we hit it up and we have another person hit it over, then they that person can hit it to specific places. Ah, so that okay. is the, our progression. I like that. So first hit it over, then it's hit it up and hit it over. And then it's hit it up and spike it over and then okay. it's hit it up and jump and spike it over okay and then it's wait a minute we can get we get to the point where we can get more jumps and spikes if we set it now now we're going to go to three contacts yes so there is a progression and it's a reason as our skills improve to preserve rallies i love that i love that idea for sure i'm into that one so it's awesome and then lastly Quit dissing teams that hit it over on one. <laughs> Quit it. Quit it. Even Coco says excited. Even Coco gets excited when when other coaches are doing that. So especially if it's dropping on you. Is what I'll say. Well, and it right. does. It's like Well, we want to teach problem solving. It's right. back to hey, if that's what solves the problem, then hey, get your team to defend that. You're right. That's right. I love so. it. Anyway, yeah, awesome. Those are my two, right? So, the two common winning doesn't matter. It's all about development, preparing for the next level. I disagree with that one. And then to add a few prayer beginners, you need to emphasize three contacts. Those are the two I would argue against. I'm, I'm now that I've heard you talk, I'm with you, Todd. Right. I'm with all you. Right. On I this. convinced you. I love you. It. Convinced me. And the same thing about passing. Karch is dead wrong on that offline <laughs> passing. No, now, I, I, I get more grief from that than anything. <laughs> don't, don't even. I'm just well, I'm on the scenario for this week, and this is a scenario that I am glad to talk about. It's what to expect when you are leveling up your team culture. And I guess the first thing is, what does it mean to level up? Well, it, that could mean a lot of different things, depending on what you want in the culture. Does it mean being more competitive? You know, does it mean getting along better? It kind of depends on your definition. But these are some things as I go into a new school, I'm ending my first season that I've learned. I went in there with a vision of the culture that I'm hoping for and that I'm still hoping for and I believe will be the case. But I also know that culture, building culture can be some of the most difficult work that coaches do. Well, and I think a lot of coaches now, and you're one of those, and I'm one of those that are getting ready for the start of the club season. Right. And so some, sometimes coaches are picking up, I mean, sometimes they have teams that they've coached before and maybe they're staying with them and they might want to have some things. They want to improve the culture. Right. Some of them are picking up teams that were maybe together with another coach mm -hmm. and there are things that are different, are going to be different with this coach. And then thirdly, it could be just a brand new team with a bunch of brand new players. And you're saying, hey, we have to establish this culture. So what Absolutely. do you have? Okay, so the first thing that I want to go over is 
whenever you're not working on the culture, the culture is working on you. And, and so you have to be aware that everything is part of the culture and it's not great speeches. It's not your win loss record. It's not how you finish in playoffs. It's none of that stuff. It's everything. And so when you're not working on it, if you're not expressing what your hope and vision of the culture is, the culture that is existing, be it, you know, formed or not will be happening on you. And you just need to be aware of that. Um, next. Yeah. Well, Sorry. Go ahead. You're probably going to get into some of this stuff, but uh, I, I might be uh, preempting some of your uh, next items. But I think there's this misconception. I'm back into misconceptions that this working on culture is about kind of bonding activities and all this Ropes stuff. course but and all the, that. Well, yeah. uh, the stuff that we do, hey, the most time we spend together is at practice. Right. And so I don't know if you get into that, but kind of focusing on, hey, we are every time we step into practice, we want to reinforce our culture. And what are those things we're doing to do that? Yeah, Go ahead. no, that's a great point. Um, all right. So the first thing is there will be resistance due to inertia. OK, so your your culture is going to either remain as it is or it's going to change. It, mostly it wants to remain how it is. And when I say that, what I mean by that, it takes effort on a lot of people's part for the culture to change so mostly due to inertia and just plain old comfort the inertia uh the inertia from that and the resistance it is palpable and i love this term that um the old unc uh, soccer coach anson dorance used he called um moving up and down the ladder collisions where the players would move up and down this you know ranking ladder and there's going to be collisions quote unquote and, I, and hopefully not, you know, physical collisions, but there will be collisions between players and other players, and there will be collisions between players and coaches. And our jobs as coaches is to be wise and to get ahead of those things and to understand that some of that will be coming. Yeah. And preparing those players for it before it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Trying to prepare That's good them stuff. The I like it. Yes. There will be discomfort when you are leveling up a culture. And the reason, the way I think of this is just growing pains, right? I, I grew four inches one summer, basically. I grew, went from six foot to six four. And there was, I never had that problem. <laughs> I needed that problem. It might, would have helped my uh, volleyball career. <laughs> but man, did my knees hurt. My knees hurt so bad. And I mean, there was so many like, you know, aches and pains. There is discomfort. And when people are uncomfortable, they tend to lash out or shut down. And that can happen. I mean, we don't want there to be lashing out, but, or, or shutting down, obviously. So that's where that preparation comes in, but a certain degree of that should be expected. Now we don't hope for it. And, but if they look, we don't try to avoid the discomfort either. Does that make sense? So we know that the discomfort is coming. We know that it will be uncomfortable and we're going to go through it anyways, because we know that it's or what we believe in. Yeah. The payoff is great in the long run. Absolutely. And can you paint that picture, that vision of, hey, here's where we want to go. Here's what it looks like. Yes. Here's what it feels like. Absolutely. Here's what it tastes like. And that, here's what it smells like. That's right. right. And that you brought me to my last point. This is not I'm not I'm gonna go to my last point and then I'm gonna jump back, but find what motivates them to go further. Show them when they go further, right? Let them know you've gone further than you ever have. Like Christian this year is operating in the hundreds, in, in the one hundred to one fifteen ish. I think when I was there three years ago, we were in the 350s, right? So we've gone up 200 spots in California. So 
I have this great quote here. If you want to build a ship, don't drum up the men and women to gather wood, divide the work and give orders. Instead, teach them to yearn for the vast and endless sea. Oh, I love that one. I love that yeah. one. So that's when you're building a culture is when you're leading. And that's what bring, brings me to the next point. Pushing is not nearly as good as pulling, right? People want to go where they're pulled, but they almost invariably dig in their heels when they're being pushed. Yeah. Right. So how can we pull them? Well, there's some things you can do. You can bring in um, experts like you can bring in a, a pro player. You can bring in someone from another walk of life that's has a, a message to speak to them. There's all sorts of things you can do to pull their mind into readiness for the new culture. But there's a degree of readiness for all of them, too. Not all of them will be ready. White belt to black belt takes time and also moves in levels. Now, I don't, I know there's not a true leveling up system to culture. I know there's a gradient, but I think that the idea of, okay, I can look back and comfortably say that we are, you know, a yellow belt right now or a green belt, right? We've won enough close games and practiced hard enough that I think we're this belt, right? You know, in, in metaphor, right? But, but I'm not going to shoot right to the black belt from a white belt. I can't expect all that to happen in, in such a short time. If I want to aim for a short time, maybe I aim for a little bit of a smaller goal. Like I need to become a yellow belt from a white belt, whatever. That's the metaphor. Yep. I like it. All right. Next, need for crystal clear communication. Okay. Some of these topics, and we mentioned this on our last pod, some of these topics are things that they have never heard of before. And I always think of this where <laughs> it was our last tournament. We were at the festival. This is probably 25 years ago, but literally on the last day of the tournament one of my middles says to me coach what's transition <laughs> and i'm like no <laughs> i'm just like oh no i didn't coach you very well did i i didn't say that but the point is when you're talking about culture they literally may have not heard some of these things before so it may take a few conversations it may take a great deal of excellent communication and people that are great communicators that they're going to thrive in this and I had one more thing. Oh, two more things, three more things. Sorry, going backwards at times. There's times to go backwards, not to go backwards, but there's times you will go backwards. Like, you know, you get beat really bad. Yeah, it's not gonna be perfect. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, I mean, hey, you know, I was telling you the other night, we gotta be 25 to five and, uh, Hey, you look at our team and we're shell-shocked. It's hard yeah. to have this like, oh, your culture looks great right there. Well, it wasn't horrible probably. And, right. you know, we didn't have pit players, you know, grabbing each other around the neck. I was grabbing Katie around the neck, but that's a different story. <laughs> right. Well, and from there, can you fail forward, right? Like you're going to go back, but what, can you just get back to right. your forward yep. movement somehow, right? Yeah, well, but that's part of the culture is dealing with adversity. Hey, yes. when everything's going right, it's easy. Yes. Everybody can be good, right? Your call, everybody can have a strong culture. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings me to my next point. Teach concepts directly. Culture concepts. Like a lot of times I'm teaching volleyball, but they weren't into the volleyball because they hadn't had the culture. So they... Give me an example. What do you mean by teaching culture concepts? So one of our culture things is we always go for the ball. You know, that's, I mean, it seems pretty simple to me, but I've been coaching for a long time. And they're like, you expect me to get that ball? And I'm like you're expected to go for it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, right. You know, and that was 
part of the misunderstanding. I had this part of expectation. They had this part of expectation. And, and I have to teach those directly. We're going to practice going for the ball. Everyone's doing a coach on one, not to torture you, to get you to go for every single ball. Look, you can go for the ball. Now we're going to put six of you on the ball. We want you to fly around like you just flew around. Here's your lanes. Don't crash. Go. You know, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Next, have reminders and put them up where athletes can see them. Shirts, posters, slogans in the whiteboard are all great places for this. And then finally, the need to recognize progress, um, even when you're not fully there, and acknowledge that and build on it. We're not fully where we want to be, but we've made progress and we're going to keep working. And that's how we're going to get to our goal. So that's what I got. Good stuff. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Hey, it's good for, uh, like I said, all those coaches starting out with the team, kind of thinking like, hey, where do we want to be? What do we want that culture to look like? Can you paint that picture for your team at the beginning of the season and then uh, work to get there? Absolutely. I like it. So you're on the videos. Oh, week. videos. So, uh, you know, I had the misconceptions. And so uh, I'm going to kind of go back to the AOC uh into that same part that we talked about in the last pod. The quick hits. And it's not the quick hits, but it's in that same, oh. uh, it's in that same part of uh, video series. And in under free video series, they have uh, this idea. Oh, it's not under that. I'm sorry. Is it, it's uh, topics and resources beginner youth they have a whole section on beginner youth okay training and under that i have chosen three that i really like and the first is uh the uh hitting for middle school athletes and it's three coaches know a little bit about volleyball okay russ rose uh mike seeley terry leskevich oh wow and it's 15 minutes of them saying hey here's how we think that these are the best ways to teach kids how to spike okay that's Kinda awesome cool. yeah the next one is uh strategies for coaching 10 year old volleyball players tracy vondren from columbus volleyball academy Ooh, I like that. once again you know 15 minutes of teaching young kids how to play volleyball and she's a pro she's good so it was fun and then the last one is uh, Mike Lingenfelder, middle school volleyball, warm up, short ball, long ball. Uh, Lingenfelder doing He's his magic, yes. you know, uh, the Muncieana coach. The guy is uh, a legend. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it's stuff that, hey, he gets his middle school kids flying around the court. He does a really good job. Those are great videos. Awesome. So, yeah. So we'll cool. Check it out. Now, what do you have for resource? So for the resource, I have kind of a unique resource. It's called Connexon. And it is. How do you spell it? It's K-I-N-E-X-O-N. And it's connexon.com. And what it is is an athlete tracker for fans. And my hope, my favorite, is for the improvement. It tracks your jumps, your acceleration, your workload, and a lot more of advanced metrics. So it's, I don't know if you've seen those sideline cams that track the players. And, and even if they cross paths, they can still keep, like on soccer or whatever. Okay, yeah. They kind of have like that for volleyball. And I like it because you can... You can literally see all their paths and you can optimize their now, paths. Now, do they, are they, where is it a wearable? It's a very tiny wearable. Oh, okay. yeah. It's really cool. All right. So, yeah. So it tracks their movement, but then it gives you tons of advanced metrics that you could definitely not get from Huddle. Um, and if you're working with approach lines or, you know, 
movements really of any type it could be really awesome i gotta check it out yeah, that sounds fun cool. it's pretty cool so that's our episode for today please feel free to check us out on instagram at aoc.thevolleypod and on twitter at the volleypod thanks a lot Todd. davis well done my friend thank you bye-bye